Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, inside of a week away from uh, coming to a new website near you. In the meantime, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis and I will be here talking about it every day, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Lex Start Nutrition. We'll give you more information about that in a little bit. But first, we do want to talk more football because, Kyle, that Kentucky's a national headline now. I think we all anticipated that happening. The rankings came out for the AP poll on Sunday evening after we recorded. I was a little bit surprised that it was 17. That was higher than I anticipated them being you know, all the way out in the 30s before, but I guess... There was a lot of respect given to Kentucky. Yeah, I think well, Florida and Florida and Mississippi State uh, both ranked. I think right it was Florida ranked yes, after that win. There. So you, if you if you got two wins over ranked teams, one on the road, um, you got a star like Benny Snell. I I think uh, you get people's attention. So they were seventeenth. Ended up seventeenth in both. Right, the the coaches and the yes the AP. So not only top twenty five, but top twenty and a chance. I, I would think if they beat. South Carolina this weekend to get to five and zero, you know that's probably a top fifteen ranking, and you know I think there's an opportunity to climb even higher. I think I tweeted yesterday if they win the next two, to be six and zero at the halfway point of the season, which would mean they beat South Carolina and then win at Texas A and M, which is only two and two, but they've played both Clemson and Alabama uh, already for those two losses. Yeah, and if they- you were able, if Kentucky was somehow able to win. Both of those be six and zero. You'd have wins at Florida, a blowout win over Mississippi State, and a win at Texas A and M. And then you know, obviously, South Carolina was the very popular pick to challenge Georgia in the East. Uh, I think Kentucky's in the top ten at that point. I mean, that's getting far ahead of ourselves, but it's out. It is out there as a conceivable thing. I definitely think you know I would pick them to beat South Carolina this weekend. Be five and zero. I think it's a pretty huge challenge to go win at Texas A and M. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think Texas A&M is better than Mississippi State. It's not a home game, as it was. But uh, there's some very there, there's some things out there for this to be a very special season for Kentucky. Now, the game time for Texas A&M was announced. Well, kinda. It was <laughs> it was the the old or or or. So they'll either be playing on ESPN or ESPN two at seven p.m. in two weeks. Or they'll be playing back on the SEC network at 7.30 p.m., depending on how the game goes, I guess. So a night weekend. game regardless. Though. Yeah. A so night, night game at Texas A&M is pretty tough. Kyle Field, uh, 100-some thousand people, they'll be fired up. That'll be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, and Very, it'll be the, that'll be the best challenge. looking at the stats today. That'll be the best challenge to Benny, I think, that they faced. That they're Better than Mississippi State? I think they're 10th in the country in run defense. Alabama didn't do much against them. Um, Let me pull it up real quick. I was just looking at that. Well, okay, while you pull it up, I will quickly kind of preview what South Carolina did last week. They just kind of beat down Vandy 37-14 to after Vandy had gotten a lot of praise for almost pulling out a big upset up in Notre Dame, but South Carolina was kind of come back to form. And it was weird, and I don't know exactly how this works out, and I don't know if you've ever looked at it, Kyle, but the – FPI, the Football Prediction Index that ESPN uses, both Mississippi State and Florida were ranked in the top 25. Kentucky was not. Kentucky was out of it. And 
that's not an opinion poll or anything. They say they run simulations. I read how it kind of works. I don't understand what goes into those, but and it, that was pre- a- it predicts ahead too in the season to how you're how you're going to finish the season. I believe. Well, I mean, I um, I'm I'm guessing it's a non-biased computer, but I don't know what inputs go into that considering the results on the field. And I also saw, I believe the number was, they predict, as you said, the games, Kentucky was favor- was going to lose. It was a 54% chance for South Carolina to win in Lexington. And Vegas has got South Carolina as the early favorite. I think it flipped. Money yeah. went the other way. Which I, is, to me, it's just why you set that line that way. I mean, that's, that That is just inviting Kentucky fans to put all their money on, on Kentucky. Um, and now you get the other way. And now you get it the other way. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, they're they're smart out there. Like people say, well, Vegas is never wrong. Like sometimes they're intentionally wrong. Like well, that's... They, they're they're not wrong because they're smart. They're they're never wrong when it comes to making money. Well, that was the old was uh, Jimmy the Greek and the whole thing with the Super Bowl where the Jets were big underdogs, and he was made fun of for that line, and he said, well. Money-wise, we came out ahead, so yeah. <laughs> I set the line correctly. Yeah, exactly. So th- those kind of things are always kind of keep in mind. But it is interesting while you know you, you poo-pooed my disrespect kind of thing uh, yesterday, there are still a little, little out there that, mm-hmm. in theory, the Kentucky team could kind of use as motivation, even though at this point they are kind of stretching a little bit for some. Yeah, but I think I, I honestly, though, I do think that being a home dog is is definitely, coming off a win like that, and what they've done so far, they will they will have no trouble using that as a chip on their shoulder. The, uh, going back to those, uh, we're we're obviously looking two weeks ahead, but um, the Texas A and M numbers rushing defense against number three Clemson, uh, they gave up only 115 yards, 3.6 a carry. Uh, against number one Alabama, they gave up only 109 yards rushing, 3.9 yards a carry. So you know. I think that'll be a challenge. I think Benny can run on anybody, but I think it'll be a challenge. Nobody's run for more than a buck twenty-five on them so far this season. Yeah, and speaking of you know odds and stuff, it was Brent McMurphy had the Vegas Heisman odds, and Benny Snell made an appearance. I believe it was was it eighty to one? Jumped up to eighty to one. Yeah, and the, from off the board to eighty to one. Yeah, and, and one of the other was it maybe Dennis Dodd, one of the other big national college football guys. Um, I think had Benny fourth or fifth on his list of Heisman buzz worthy candidates. So it's it's finally starting. You know, we were kind of questioning if we, we were ahead of the curve. Yeah, on that. exactly. I mean, we That's right. About it two weeks ago, we were all on it. Yeah, so that's why you got to listen to Locked On Kentucky because we know we know what's going to happen before <laughs> before, before Vegas, happens before Vegas knows or anybody knows. Just don't pay attention to our over under pick. Yeah, those were kind of bad this week. We both we agreed on all, and I knew I shouldn't have agreed on with Kyle on all of them because he led me to one and two in that. We'll be doing those again at the end of this week when well, we we're still dead even with each other, right? No, you're up one. Okay, yeah, right now from the week before. Yep, that's exactly right. We'll talk about some of the standouts, the awards that Kentucky football got from the SEC today as we're recording on Monday. But first, I do want to let you guys know about Lex Start Nutrition. That's L E X Start Nutrition. If you're listening to Locked On Kentucky, we know you like Benny Snell. You're not a clown over the internet. It's time to show up in real life looking and feeling your best with the help of Lex Start Nutrition. Central Kentucky's Lex Start Nutrition offers services like weight loss guidance, nutrition education, weight management, and symptom suppression through an elimination diet, all tailored specifically to you. Lex Start services are provided by a registered dietitian using hard scientific facts. 
unlike your Aunt Karen selling supplements on the side so she can get that company car she's always wanted. Lexstarts accepts some of the biggest insurance providers as well as payments through your employer's health savings or flex spending account. Visit LexStartNutrition.com to set up a free 15-minute phone consultation or call 859-429-8935 to set up an in-person or virtual appointment. That's LexStartNutrition.com, L-E-X-StartNutrition.com. We're talking a lot about some lines. And you know, if you like to put some money down, you got to use my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate that offer. That's ONCOLLEGE25. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using the promo code on college 25 you play you win you get paid you are locked on kentucky your daily kentucky wildcats podcast i i had to double check today kyle i thought i got that uk media relations had messed up and just resent the same email they sent after the florida game because bunchy stallings won offensive lineman of the week yep. and josh allen won defensive player of the week for the sec just like they did after the florida win two weeks ago yep yeah, I mean, uh, I think they said Bunchy graded at 93% with four knockdowns, zero penalties, zero missed assignments. He's been really good. He had the, the viral video where he just Flattened destroyed a guy in the Florida game. Um, didn't I don't think he had one quite like that in this game, but uh, was just very, very good. And we talked about going into it. This is a, a defensive front for Mississippi State that's got a couple first projected first-round picks. Um, very impressive. And Josh Allen, we talked about yesterday made himself a ton or maybe we didn't i can't remember if we talked at length about him or not but he made himself a bunch of money you can talk more about it yeah he made himself a bunch of money in that game he a lot of people talking about him a lot of a lot of people obviously talking about benny snell but those who are paying attention um you know in a more nuanced way beyond the stats that he put up and they were pretty good good enough to get him sec you know defensive player of the week yeah he, I mean, there had to have been a half dozen times that he was held and it was called or even not called several times. And then sometimes um, he still got to the quarterback and put some, on some pressure. Sometimes still got there, but they, you know, he had guys jumping off uh, or false starting. Um, he was a very much an impact player because I think even when he wasn't being held or causing a false start or getting a sack or getting a pressure, I, I think he was just in people's heads. I think he was in Fitzgerald's head. Uh, I think they were having to give him so much attention it opened up opportunities for other guys he he was just a total offense wrecker in that game I, it was very impressive yeah it really was and I think the thing uh, that kind of happens with Bunchy and I'm not trying I don't know how to break down offensive line tape obviously that's not my area of expertise but it comes down to man Kentucky run ran all over 
you know, Mississippi State, we got to give one of these linemen a, <laughs> an award. And while there were a couple penalties, I think that kind of process of elimination is how they go through with linemen. And I don't know if it's all the way fair, uh, but it is what it is. And uh, they give it to Bunchy because, I mean, I think they not. I think uh, Kentucky nominates nominate uh, guys every week. Ninety three percent is pretty, pretty darn good. And and yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking at I think a good good process of elimination from the league is. Okay, this, there was a couple th- holes you know, from Drake Jackson. Th- this group, uh, this group manhandled somebody good in the running game. Obviously, the line played good. Who's the best offensive lineman? And then, oh, here's this guy. He's ninety three percent. I have no no issues with that. One thing I was going to mention, I don't think we talked about it. All the updated stats, and we talked about how this was probably the most impressive defensive performance, and certainly most complete and suffocating given the opponent defensive performance of the Mark Stoops era and probably going back, I don't know, 20-plus years. I mean, I, I I tweeted that I had been following Kentucky football since 2011. It's by far the best I'd ever seen them play on defense. And a lot of people responded to me. I've been following them since, you know, nine early 90s, mid-80s, and it's the best I've seen. You know, a lot some folks harken back to those se- those teams in the 70s. <clears throat> it's it's been a long time since Kentucky was as incredibly uh, overwhelming on defense as they were against Mississippi State, and now in these updated rankings, I mean, it, it took a lot longer than I think people expected when Mark Stoops was hired. When he was hired, you know, it was like I think the the prevailing wisdom for a long time was that Kentucky, if you're going to win, had to go get an offensive guy and a somebody who's going to be quirky, gimmicky on offense, that you needed Mike Leach, you needed an air raid, whatever. Um, I, you know, I think they decided finally after the Joker thing failed, let's go get a defensive guy. You can't win in this league without a really good defense. So they go get Florida State's defensive coordinator, uh, Mark Stoops, who had transformed secondaries as a secondary coach and defenses both at Arizona and then especially at Florida State where they went from in the hundreds to in the top ten and everything. Uh, and the year after he left, they won the national title with a lot of the guys he brought in. People expected that, if nothing else, they expected the defense to get really good. And it really didn't. I mean, even through last year, year five, you're going like, why isn't this defense better? Um, and now this now is the breakthrough. Now is that jump that people expected. So they are now in the updated national rankings they're seventh in the country in scoring defense wow. 11th in total defense 13th in opposing comp- quarterback completion percentage 21st against the run and 31st in total pass defense um i mean they're top they're basically top 25 in everything significant um you know number seven in scoring defense 11 in total yards allowed that that is an unbelievable jump from where they've been. Stu Mandel at The Athletic uh, talked to Mark Stoops over the weekend and basically asked the question that a lot of people were asking, which is why now? I mean, why all of a sudden in year six are they finally clicking? I mean, you get it if it's like year three or four. But he had, you know, last year he's five years in. He's got all his own players. And his answer was fairly simple. It was, you know, we had talent at certain spots, but not enough around it. We had some depth, but not enough all across the board. Now they're in a position uh, where you could lose a guy like Josh Pascal, who, you know, was arguably your second best pass rusher, right? 
Yeah, probably I mean, your second best pass clearing rusher. Clearing away, clearing away your best true defensive lineman pass rusher, where Josh Allen right. is kind of the hybrid. I think that's that was right. unquestioned and was going to be was as a true freshman and was going to be a major playmaker. Yeah, you no, could, that yeah. you could lose him and keep rolling, and that, that you could do it on offense too with Landon Young. You you lose a five star left tackle, and your offensive line is still awesome. They have clearly built up finally in year six, and it does take some time. I mean. I think one thing you can do at a school like Kentucky is get your your starting twenty two pretty good, but and he beyond, did that. but beyond that is really tough at a place like Kentucky. Can can your can your twentieth through twenty fifth signees on signing day really be SEC level when you're at a place like Kentucky and you're in a state that doesn't produce a ton of talent? Can you? It it takes some time to build up that kind of depth, and you've got to hit on some guys that maybe weren't stars. Josh Allen, right? Um, in addition to getting some of those stars. And so, um, you know, I, it has taken a lot longer than I thought it would take. I, I thought, if nothing else, I think what a lot of people thought. I don't know if that's fair. I think, I think, what if do you no- mean? I mean, sitting with seven and five the last two I'm years. I'm talking about the defense. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just about the defense. Okay. I, it has taken, I mean, I, I thought from day one, like by year three, they're going to be a good, defense. a really solid, fundamentally sound, like tough, Hitting defense, right? Because that's his reputation, and he had, he had done the develop guys thing even at Florida State. Bjorn Warner, like I've compared to somebody yesterday, Josh Allen is like his Bjorn Warner here, a three star recruit who turns into a first round pick. Josh as a, Allen as was a, a, was a pass rusher. You Josh know? Allen was a two star, right? And I think Josh Allen's going to have a better NFL career. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think that's a probably a pretty fair uh, prediction. Um, <laughs> I hope Joe Masato is listening to us. He's texting me. I've been hounding him about. It. He told me a while back that Tiger Woods was never going to win another tournament. Oh. And I just texted him a few minutes ago again, like the 80th time of the weekend, and said, "Hey, Tiger won." And he just said, "Our friend Joe said it was a dumb take." I get it. I guess I'll leave him alone. Um. Anyway, that was news. We haven't talked about that. Tiger won. Pretty wild. It's pretty cool. Unrelated to Kentucky, but it was a. Sp- Unbelievable scene yesterday, watching the crowd follow him uh, to the 18th green. That I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. That was pretty awesome. Um, but back to back to Stoops and the defense. I I thought by year three they'd be pretty competent. By certainly by year four, the fact that they were year five last year, leaving guys uncovered, uh, you know, ha- getting run all over by some people at times. That was surprising. I mean, they've hovered in the 70s, 80s, 90s in the rankings nationally these last two or three years, and I just thought they'd be better than that. So you kind of wondered, like, what's going on? Stoops is supposed to be, if nothing else, a defensive guy. And this year is kind of proving that it just it maybe it took a little longer to assemble the depth and talent he needed. But they now that he has it, he seems to be able to push all the buttons he wants to push. Um yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to – it's like when people talk about Neil Brown when he was here not being good. Well, he couldn't push any of the buttons he wanted to push because he had none of the personnel he needed. And I think Stoops, to a certain degree, it's like, well, he'd get a piece here. I can use that piece, but it's not exactly what I want to do. Get a piece there. It's a different piece. I can do some of this, but I can't do that. And he was always a little bit maybe handcuffed by one area of weakness. And it looks like right now that they have – a setup talent wise and depth wise where maybe they can sustain an injury or they can just keep guys fresh that there's not an area where there's a glaring hole. And, and so he can pretty much push all the buttons he wants to push. And that's allowed them to be really aggressive. I mean, they had a really good game plan executed perfectly to stop Nick Fitzgerald in Mississippi state. And I don't think any of us saw that coming. 
No, stopping Nick Fitzgerald is, is kind of an un, unbelievable accomplishment. Not many defenses are able to do that. You just look through his numbers. You know, the the stuff that came out about all him being able to rush throughout his career on anybody and the numbers he put up against Kentucky were were not impressive. And I think, you know, that it kind of works. The thing about it is Stoops has finally got a team he wants where that all works together where they can make a, a – when they score, they turn the team into a passing team, and that is a lot of where their strengths are. And a guy that I don't think we've mentioned a ton on this one and I always like to, to talk about is Darius West, who's having, I think, a really good season – He's got, you know, he has an interception earlier this year. He's coming. I just think his story's crazy. Coming back from three, three broken legs. Yep. I mean, he broke one twice. He broke one in high school. Then he broke one at UK. Broke. I don't even know. It's just tough. I, th- to- I think, it, yeah, at least three. And and it, and and now he's back. It was one of those things. He was like Mark Stoops loved him when he was coming up. That was the guy they kept talking about, kept talking about. And then Mike Edwards is obviously also a, a draft prospect, but that was the one that Stoops kind of fell in love with because he's hard hitting, he's crazy fast, he's got so many tools, and him kind of putting it all together, I think, is almost solidified the defense in the in the backside there where the corners. While they still make mistakes every once in a while, and I mean I think that's part of just being in that position. Now the Chris Westry personal fouls are they didn't happen in the last game, but you don't want those to happen. But you know, losing guys in coverage, you're in you're going up against other D one opponents every once in a while. Somebody's going to get beat on a one on a matchup. But overall, that secondary, which is Stoops's quote unquote specialty, that's where he started his career coaching, is finally because that was the kind of ironic thing about the whole defensive talk. That was one of the weaknesses. Yes. When I mean, oddly was, it yeah. shouldn't have been. Yeah, and that was a big part of like the okay, this is what Stoops supposed to be good at. Like not just defense, but his specific area was was having so many problems. Also, just going back to the Nick Fitzgerald, how significant is what they did to him? He had 20 rushing yards against Kentucky. That is half as many as his lowest game dating to the beginning of last year, not counting the bowl game where he got injured. I mean, uh, the the Egg Bowl, the the rivalry game where he got injured. Um, his lowest total from the start of last season through Saturday Saturday night's game against Kentucky had been 41 rushing yards. Um, his lowest yards per carry was 3.1, and that was against Alabama last year. He still had 66 yards rushing in that game. Against Kentucky, he averaged 1.2 yards a carry. 16 carries for 20 yards. They... They shut down a guy who has run on everybody. I mean, he had first two games he played this season. He had over 100 yards rushing uh, last year to end the season before he got hurt. Five of the last six games he rushed for over 100 yards. That dude runs on everybody, and they completely shut it down. That That is really significant. I, and I think I think got got to the point, we've kind of mentioned this, where he didn't want to be hit by those guys. He was a little bit rattled and shook. Um, I think it affected his passing as well, but they they played not only a smart game plan, but I think they played in a way so aggressively and with so much confidence that they kind of rattled a really good offense. Yeah, and a really you know experienced quarterback, and that that was I mean when you watch because I rewatched some of the game today, it was on ESPN. You like they were just that left poor left tackle. <laughs> I mean, it was something. Yeah. It was like I think he might have his confidence might have taken a hit for a while Man. going forward. And that was that was just tough. But you know where your confidence can be shored up, fantasy sports. If that's if you use <laughs> FanDuel, because FanDuel.com has got you covered. Because football is here, and if you miss season-long fantasy leagues, have no fear. You can still play FanDuel. 
FanDuel has one week and even one day games, and now they are here to help you even more. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. So players can be confident you're putting the best team on the field. This is a responsive wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you're picking. I'm on FanDuel, and you should be too. Check out FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's where all the fun's happening. Plus, right now, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. That's free $20. So come play with me at FanDuel.com. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, maybe see Kentucky versus South Carolina this weekend. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On. For $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you find your favorite live event. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. It was also a good, good weekend for Mark Stoops off the field. We had uh, some commitments for Kentucky football. Braden Eccles, who is a JUCO cornerback, he had offers from Old Miss, Memphis, Minnesota. He chose Kentucky over the weekend. He's a six foot, hundred and eighty pound cornerback from Northwestern Mississippi Community College. That's obviously going to be important going forward because, as we just talked about, that secondary is really good right now and it's really experienced. And there's a lot of seniors that are going to be gone. They also got a quarterback, Amani Gilmore. He's out of Louisiana, so I don't know if he was recruited by Michael Smith, who's the new wide receiver coach down there or not. But he's six foot one and a half, two hundred and seventy three pounds. He's a pro uh, style quarterback. He's a three star, as is Eccles on the two four seven composite. So, I mean, we're not recruiting experts, Kyle, but those are two important things for Kentucky to have going forward. Yeah, good things happen when you start winning. That's uh those things they came pretty rapid fire. One was the night of the game. Right? Yes. And then the next one came I think, Eccles, I think the morning after. Eccles was actually on a visit <laughs> to Kentucky this weekend and told Stoops he was committing while here. Yeah. I mean it, it would be hard if you it, it's probably too bad for them that they didn't have more big time recruits yeah. on campus for that night. Maybe they did. I don't know what the full vi- visitor list is. Well, they're so um, extensive and sometimes guys just show up on unofficial so Honestly, it's tough to even keep track right. of those things to a certain extent. But um, yeah, I you know if you saw that crowd, one of the best they've had in a while, uh, and then just to watch them demolish a really good team, uh, you got a personality like Benny Snell and star like Josh Allen on the other side. It's pretty easy easy to sell the vision of what what yeah. uh, could be you know there. So um, like I said, when you win, good things happen. You know, uh, we'll make note of it real quick, Kyle. Obviously, this is our Tuesday podcast. We're recording on Monday. And normally we talk about what Mark Stoops had to say in his press conference, but there wasn't a Mark Stoops press conference today because they 
moved it to Tuesday because the team and the coaching staff are at the funeral for the four-year-old who passed away after the game um, two weeks ago, Marco Shimwell. And I heard, you know, there were some tweets about them being honorable pallbearers, and Mark Stoops said after the game that they wanted to respect the family's privacy. They didn't want to discuss too much, but Benny Snell had Marco's name written on his on his tape, and they they've seemed to kind of taken for this. And I know, you know, we talked about it last week to a certain extent. You as a father, this is it's really tough. But I mean, there's nothing you can do. But the fact that the football team is trying to do everything they can for the family is is really kind. Is heartwarming in a in a terrible situation. Yeah, and and Stoops, I think talked about it at the open of his post-game press yeah. where they were going to take a uh, game ball to the family. Mm-hmm. I believe they went to the visitation on Sunday and, and we're planning to go to the funeral on Monday today as we're recording this. Uh, you mentioned Benny. Um, I know there was a GoFundMe page for the family. I had a goal of about $5,000. I'm sure there are, uh, sadly, there are some uh, just real life um, financial considerations when something like this happens. Yeah. Uh, funeral arrangements to pay for medical bills. Um, and last time I looked, it was well over $20,000. A lot of Kentucky fans had donated to that, which is nice to see as well. There, there isn't anything you can do to make it better for that family. But, um, certainly I think always important to do whatever you know how to do or Mm -hmm. are capable of doing to comfort them, to let them know that people are around them. And, uh, just an, it's an awful story. It is the, the worst kind of story, but it, uh, I think it's, very special that the team and, and Mark Stoops wanted to be there for them. And uh, hopefully some, some change comes out of what happened. I know I read a story in the Herald Leader that the university is looking at how to deal with sort of the drinking culture, uh, the, uh, particularly around the the uh, Greek life. Um, this was centered allegedly centered around a uh, non-sanctioned uh, fraternity party, tailgate party with a young freshman pledge who uh, struck the, the boy in his car. And so um, I, ho- I hope a lot of good things come out of this bad thing because um, it's just it's, there's just no good reason for a little boy and a little family to be broken by uh, something so so needless. So we'll have Mark Stoops' comments. We'll talk about those on the next edition of this podcast when we talk in football a lot this week. They'll also... Mix in some basketball news. Basketball team was actually at the game. They posted on all their social medias them having a good time in the rain. So we'll, we'll hit some basketball topics as well. It's um, NBA media day today around, so we'll probably have some updates on former cats in the NBA as well. Did we mention Carl Towns' $190 million We'll get into that a little bit this week as well. I had that listed, but we didn't get to it today. But we'll get to it this week. And until then, follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. And at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. Be sure to be following at Locked On UK and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. One more time, if you are interested, be sure to check out Lex Start Nutrition. That's L-E-X Start Nutrition, L-E-X Start Nutrition dot com or give them a call 859-429-8935 and let them help you with your health. You've been listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.